For all you stressed out moms and dads, here comes Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. Hello, my friends. This is Short and Sweet Parenting Tips number nine called Working and COVID and School, Oh My! We are thrilled to have Melissa Flynn as our guest today. Melissa is a public relations consultant who started a home office long before the coronavirus hit. Now this episode is a bit longer than the normal 10 minutes, but I just didn't want to lose one bit of her sage advice and down-to-earth appeal. Even if you don't work from home, I know Melissa will encourage you with her creative and insightful approach to working from home during COVID and virtual schooling. So welcome, Melissa. Oh, it's my pleasure. Oh, I'm so appreciative that you're here. I know you have so much good information to share. I guess the first thing I want to know, is there any one trick that you have that that parents just need to know about working from home with their kids schooling at home? I think the one thing that has helped me through this most has been boundary setting. Mm -hmm. And that's because when you're all in the same place, and in my case, I have a built-in office in the side of my kitchen, so (laughs) I hear everything. Oh, man, yeah. And so it's tricky, but I think, you know, I've had to to talk to my boys about walking into a room quietly, and if you need me, Mm -hmm. just, you know, slide a post-it in front of me. Okay. And I think that approach, which is to be proactive about it, as opposed to having to tell them constantly, please don't come in, or to reprimand them, that was not an approach I really wanted to take. Yeah. And it, and so I think the boundary setting ahead of time really helped. And it ha- doesn't have to be firm. It's just a general understanding. Um, now, your your boys are older. You have twin teenagers. Right. Um, and how about for someone with younger kids? I had a friend who suggested putting like a red cup mm-hmm. next to them and to let the child know that if they see the red cup, then please don't come in because mommy's on a phone call. Okay. I think it's tricky, though. The reality is, I mean, the younger the kid, the harder it's going to be. Um, But I I do think the visual cues and asking to be a team, like, can you be a team with me? So when you see the red cup up, everybody knows red cup means stop, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, and and this kind of leads into another question anyway. You know, there's times where you're working that it has to be absolute silent. And then there's other times where it's like, yeah, you can approach me with a question. Yeah, for I mean, for my kids and their age, I just I've I've had to sit them down and say, tomorrow I have a really important meeting from this time to this time. So if you guys are going to come in and out, please Mm -hmm. um, plan to do so before and after. Just I would really appreciate it so that it's not loud and there aren't noises. So with them, it's just about planning. Frankly, it's just a, a request. And they've been really great about it. I think we all have really learned to live in each other's space. <laughs> right. So pretty pretty much everybody's respectful. With littler kids, I'll be honest with you. I mean, if they can understand, if they're at an age where they can understand the red cup and they know it's an absolute no-go, um, then that's one thing. But mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I probably would say if it's a really important meeting, I'd probably get a sitter or I'd put them in front of a movie if you can't do the sitter because of COVID or whatever, but I do have friends that have had family come over to watch mm-hmm, to watch mm-hmm. a kiddo during a really important meeting. But the reality is, I mean, a lot of times you can't. And so you just do the best you can right. knowing I, I've, I've had important meetings where it has to be really quiet and things have happened. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think there's a general grace that people are giving each other. Yeah, well, and that segues into now you're your own boss. Uh, You work from home and you have clients. How understanding are they with your situation with kids at home? Well, I think everybody's in the same boat right now. And that's one really positive piece. We're all at home (laughs) Right. right now and we're all dealing with that same 
equalizing reality that we're all we all have dogs and kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think there's a general understanding that we are in this together, and you can only do so much to pause life that is circling around you. Right, right, right. At the at the same time, I do think we've put a ton of extra pressure on ourselves because. Whereas you used to get up and walk around to people's offices or call people or stop for lunch, there isn't any of that. Yeah. So I do think that that extra pressure has allowed us to become even more workaholics. You know, I think it's up, it's up to us as individuals to, to make sure that we set our own boundaries and, um, and expectations. And I've I've had to say a couple of times, and I'm sure others have as well you know, the, the lawn, the lawn people are here or Mm. there's going to be some background noise and I apologize. Yeah. 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 Right. Now back to the kids and managing the school part of it. The spring was very different than the fall is going to be. The spring was a lot less structured. Fall is going to be much more structured. Can you speak to this, how things happened in the spring a little bit, just for those parents who may not have a structured school situation with their kids? The spring was a mess is what it was. Uh, The spring was not pretty. I mean, I look back on the spring probably like most people do. I mean, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to teach my children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can wing it. That is not my bailiwick. Mm -hmm. Um, There was no structure. I have one child who is an overachiever type A. I have one who wants to do very well but is dyslexic Mm -hmm. and ADHD. So the focus and the lack of structure was just so difficult. Mm -hmm. So I really feel that the spring, I hope it was an anomaly. I was saying that I put the day into chunks. That's how I managed. Like we had a morning time when they had to do some degree of work before they had lunch or fun. And then we'd all kind of connect in the kitchen and have lunch. And then we'd kind of chunk the second half of the day. But with, you know, I had to really tailor the approach as well because one of my sons was done with all of his work by a particular time of the day and the other one had to break it into tiny, tiny pieces in order to make it manageable. Yeah. So I think it's to each their own. And, you know, if you've got a kid who has, you know, learning differences, I, I think the tailored approach is is the only way for sanity's sake, really. Well, everyone's sanity. And, and I have one kid who routine is everything. And the other kid, it's not as important to have a routine. So I think just the lack of routine for some people was really difficult in the spring. Oh, it is for all of us. I think we 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 were no longer in control of our own situation at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was in yeah. control of us, and I think that really threw us all for a loop. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's for sure. So you you stopped and had lunch with them in the spring uh, normally, or yeah, that's what I tried to do because mm-hmm. I had to create some structure where there wasn't without overstructuring them. So honestly, I, I'm not great at always stopping. That's one of my problems is that I can work through meals. Um, But I really decided that I had to be a lot more Mm -hmm, thoughtful mm -hmm. about the day and make sure that I was checking in and seeing my kids' faces and making sure they were doing okay because it ended up getting to be fairly depressing and dark because they weren't seeing their friends. They couldn't go outside. The days weren't how you'd imagine. You didn't feel much closure with school. So we're all kind of looking at each other and checking in, even if they were grumpy. I really didn't care. (laughs) It just was more of a time to... I mean, I don't blame him. I'd be yeah. grumpy too. Yeah. Hey, I was grumpy. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. So are you going to try to have lunch with them in the fall now that now that the schedule is a little bit more concrete? I'm not sure. So I think what I'm going to try to do is have lunch. Their days are so different now, though, that they won't have passing periods, even though the days will be very busy and they'll be on their computers learning. 
I really also don't want to take away from their one time to connect with their friends because they won't have their phones during the school day. I just don't think that makes any sense for mine, too. So that will be their oh. own passing period, yeah. if you will. Yeah, And I, I want to yeah. make sure they stay connected to their friends. And, right. You know, I'm trying to be really mindful of how that must feel for them, especially as teenagers where friends are everything. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. So how did you check grades and and get emails from teachers and manage that within your work schedule? Well, it all kind of became one and the same, Okay, is the truth. Uh, I, I was trying very hard to keep things church and state, but it was very difficult because every day was different. Mm-hmm. Um, some days you'd, you'd get, you know, an email from a teacher saying, I'm not getting an assignment, whatever. And so you'd have to check back in and say, did you turn that thing in? Uh, other times it was just updates from the school district mm. that would mm-hmm. come in fast and furious. And so I was trying to balance both. I, I did the best I could. I think sometimes one side of it took over the work side or the school side, mm. but um, I tried to stay on top of it. I really did with both. And it wasn't, it wasn't very pretty. I mean, it was just, I felt <laughs> like every day I wasn't doing anything particularly well, even though I was trying desperately, but I felt like we were all in the same boat. So maybe at least there was some general understanding about, you know, everybody saying, well, we're all doing our very best and make, trying to make this work, especially given none of us are teachers, but everybody was basically added a profession that yeah, we're not good right, at to our lives. Right, right, so, yes, yes. Right. Um, makes you appreciate teachers more, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> How did you motivate the kids? Because you couldn't be on top of them all the time. How did you make it accountable with them doing their work? Well, they kind of knew that in the mornings, that when they got up in the morning, and I usually got them up in a reasonable time, and then they knew that they needed to do some work before lunch and before doing anything fun. So that was kind of the way we did it. And then um, for my one son, where he had to break things into little pieces, um, he knew we set up a system where he would just check in with me, whether that was a okay. text okay. from upstairs or it was or it was a come talk to me really quickly that he finished math or whatever. That's kind of the accountability we had. I didn't want to be in their business all the time. It, they already felt like their world was turned upside yeah. down. So yeah. I was trying not to be the nag that I already felt. <laughs> And, you know, my goal was, frankly, not it was less concerns about the grades because it was pass or fail. And it was more concerned about just making sure they made it through the year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that's where we netted out. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, definitely an unprecedented thing for all of us. And even as adults, it was stressful and and unpredictable and dreary. So and we have coping mechanisms, right? (laughs) That's right. That's that's the hard part is that nobody was ready for this. And so mm-hmm. to ask kids to to be able to do all that and, by the way, mess with their social structure oh, right. and everything else, I, it was just a lot. I, I just put it into the it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the mm-hmm. understatement of 2020. <laughs> it is true. It's just it was a lot. Yeah. What, what else? I mean, words cannot, words cannot describe. No. That's all my questions. Is there something else that we didn't cover that you really feel like listeners should know? The one thing I have to to regularly tell myself is that this entire situation is about recognizing that you're not perfect and it won't be perfect. This is a truly situation of perfectly flawed. Like you can't, this isn't going to be a great outcome probably for anybody, (laughs) but we're going to do the best we can. And that's what I kind of had to come to terms with it halfway through is that I am going to give it my best 
And some days are, I'm going to want wine early. <laughs> and some days I'm some days are just going to be like criers, yeah. which I had a lot of crier oh. days because I felt like a nagging mom right. and not right. a good employee, you know, to my my clients. Mm-hmm. So you just you know, and you kind of get up fresh and start again. Yeah. And that's kind of what that was the biggest takeaway for me was just hey, you're not perfect. This isn't perfect. The situation is what it is, but life throws you uh, lemons. So this is about making lemonade, right? Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking about that, what, what, I, what occurs to me is that our kids are watching us figure this out. They're kind of watching us do life like never before. True. I think our behavior matters a lot. That's why there are moments where I feel so cranky and so frustrated or tired and I just try really hard to keep that in check because it could be worse. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. You know, this is a moment where they, they watch and say, okay, she's having a tough time. Did, because I realized that my behavior is kind of teaching my kiddos how to deal with tough times. I, you know, <laughs> they're not, I don't handle everything well, but I try really hard to remind myself that. Well, and I think our kids have to know that we're human beings too. We're not perfect. I, I think that's a huge lesson also. And we all have good days and bad days during this pandemic. I mean, I'll have something that if it happened two days ago, it would have been fine. But because it happened today, I'm a mess, you know, and, and my kids are like that, too. And I tell them it's OK. It's just everyone's like that. It's just COVID. <laughs> it is. It, it Well, it's life, too. Right. Some days are just good days. Some days are bad days. Well, yeah, 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 that's true. Um, well, thank you so much, Melissa. This has been so wonderful. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for asking me. Uh, This has been so much good information. I know that I don't technically work from home, but all of this is real grounding comments, too, that I really appreciate. We're all in this together, right? (laughs) Oh, we are. We are. And I don't think anything has ever hit all of America that has absolutely affected every single person. No, the great equalizer in a a weird way. (laughs) Yes, definitely, definitely. I sure appreciated Melissa's honesty and wisdom as she shared her experience. I really hope you found this as helpful as I did and are encouraged that you're not alone if you feel like you're barely treading water. As always, my friend, don't forget to give yourself grace. I really appreciate you sticking with us for this longer than normal short and sweet parenting tip, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.